would really encourage you, I think women in general, if we are asking everyone to treat women more fairly, I think it starts with us as well and to ourselves. Sometimes we are the hardest on ourselves. Sometimes we say the meanest things to ourselves, even if it's not verbally, it's in our own minds. So oftentimes we play things off by saying a comment that's a little derogatory to ourselves or a little bit underplayed, whatever that looks like. And crazy is a common term that I feel many women use. And it's something that I've also had to work on and and make sure that when I'm saying things that I'm being aware of it and I'm not saying, oh, I'm just a hot mess or, oh, I'm this or, oh, I'm crazy or I must've been crazy thinking that. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Next Level Leaders Podcast. So happy to have you here with me today. If you haven't joined Patreon, I would love for you to go check it out. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash next level leaders. That's where you'll go to access the additional content, the bonus questions from the guest episodes. You'll also get additional access to me through private Facebook groups, and I would love to connect with more of you and with your donation each month, starting as low as $5 per month, it will certainly help me in my growth of my podcast, be able to get it out to more people, more women in the workplace who could really use this message. So I'd love for you to go check out patreon.com forward slash next level leaders. If you're not interested in the paid monthly subscription, then I would encourage you to join the free Facebook community. That is over on Facebook as next level leaders community. So you can search that in the groups and join there for free. I would love to see you there and again, connect with more faces. All right, this week we're going to be talking about the words we use. It's so important, and I have found even more so now that we really have taken things virtual, it seems that the words we use are even more impactful. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. The biggest thing for me is always talking about women crying at work or over-apologizing. And that's where I want to start off with first. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I want to make sure that you understand that it's okay to show emotions at work. Of course, having some self-awareness around that can be helpful, but when you are able to build a safe space within the workplace, why can't you show some additional emotions? I think it's a little old school or maybe 
there's something ingrained in us where we think we can't show some of these vulnerabilities in the workplace, but I would encourage you to try it out. Of course, not full on crying in a meeting or something like that, but it could be helpful to test out being a little bit more vulnerable and see how that is received by your team or your team members or your leadership, whatever that looks like. I know for me, I appreciate vulnerability so much and it's how I connect with other people. I have a really hard time with surface level friendships or acquaintances or working relationships. I really like to get deep into knowing who it is I'm working with and what do they have going on outside of work? How can I support them through what they're going through instead of being completely oblivious? And I get when people say, check your personal life at the door when you're walking in. And I get that to a degree because work needs to get done. But when you feel that you have someone you can talk to, when you feel that you have someone who is understanding of what is going on, that makes you feel, again, more safe and able to feel that you can have down days. When we feel that we have to operate at this higher level constantly, even on our worst days, that's not very realistic and that can lead to burnout quickly. So that is why I want you to practice being a little bit more vulnerable as a first step and then going from there because I cannot stand all the different people you see crying on, of course, like reality TV shows and instantly apologizing for having emotions. What they're going through is a lot. I would probably be a mess of tears as well, but I I really hope that more people, and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that if you are in that space where you get emotional at work, or if you have a coworker who does, and they're apologizing for their tears, of course, don't reprimand them in that moment, but at some point you're saying, hey, it's okay to cry, and there is no need to apologize for it. So that's the first thing that I wanted to get out there is the vulnerability piece and then apologizing for for your tears or for having emotions. It's not a bad thing. Again, being aware of it is certainly a good thing to, to know when and where because it's not always a great time to show those emotions in the workplace, but there is a time and a place where that can be okay. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to help provide some guidance if you are wondering what specific scenarios that it would be okay for you to show a little bit more of that vulnerability or show some more emotions. Another term that people use a lot, especially women in the workplace, I've talked about the word just And it's using it in the sense of, I just wanted to check in. I just wanted to see how things are going. It sounds like we are an inconvenience if we are using that word so often and not in the sense of time. I say, I just got finished with 
eating breakfast. So that is related to time. And that's when I think it's okay. I don't want you to think you can't ever use the word just. I find myself editing it out quite a bit, either in my podcast episodes or wherever I can that's not a live situation. But I still find myself using that word and it's an ongoing learning opportunity for me to have some reflection when I am using that word and knowing, okay, I could have used this phrase or I could have said it differently to get the same point across without downplaying my own importance. Another term is the word crazy. And again, this can be used in all sorts of contexts, but if you are using words to describe yourself, and you're saying, oh, I, I'm just crazy, or don't mind my hair, I look like a hot mess, things like that, I would really encourage you. I think women in general, if we are asking everyone to treat women more fairly, I think it starts with us as well and to ourselves. Sometimes we are the hardest on ourselves. Sometimes we say the meanest things to ourselves, even if it's not verbally. It's in our own minds. So oftentimes we play things off by saying a comment that's a little derogatory to ourselves or a little bit underplayed, whatever that looks like. And crazy is a common term that I feel many women use. And it's something that I've also had to work on and and make sure that when I'm saying things that I'm being aware of it and I'm not saying, oh, I'm just a hot mess or oh, I'm this, or oh, I'm crazy, or I must have been crazy thinking that, whatever it is. So I would encourage you to have some of that self-reflection. And it can be hard to remember how we're speaking to ourselves unless it's actually recorded or if our close friends or colleagues are calling us out. And this is where you could certainly get a friend or a colleague. Hopefully you have a colleague who is a friend. And you can say, hey, in a meeting... If I ever use words that are really negative to myself or I downplay my own thoughts or opinions, will you tell me after the meeting and help me recognize and learn when I'm saying those things? Because I want to come off as more assertive and more confident, but still approachable. And I believe that if I'm able to say things a little bit differently, that could certainly help. So get your friends and colleagues in on this because it's something that took me a very long time to realize how I was speaking and some of the things that I was saying. And in a world where there's so much more written communication, I would urge you to, before you send a message, before you send an email, Go reread it and instead of reading it for spelling errors or punctuation, you're going to read it with a different lens of confidence and making sure that you're not downplaying yourself. If you're using the word just, you're saying something like, sorry to bother you or I know you're busy, but anything like that, remove it. Remove those words and I'm the same if I'm coaching this in this episode. Trust me, I have to do the same often. We write these emails out and then you go and edit it to be what you want it to say and have the exact same sentiment 
but without the words that are downplaying your own presence. If you're sending an email and you're saying, sorry to bother you, what kind of message does that send? It means that whoever's receiving that message thinks that they're bothering you or they're insinuating that they are a bother. So take words like that out of those email communications, out of your verbal communication, because it's not doing you any good. And you might think that, oh, well, it's because I'm really timid or because I'm more of a pushover or because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Whatever that is, you can still be so kind. You can still be so helpful. You can still be all of these things without those words. I would strongly encourage you to now take that second or third look through of that email. If you're anything like me, you almost spend more time rereading the email than actually writing it. And sometimes it can be helpful in situations like these. I recently had someone who I was in contact with. And for me, I had no timeline looking for a response. It was very fluid of a conversation. It wasn't someone who was working for me or anything like that. And each time they reached out, they apologized for the delay or apologized for this, that, or another thing. So apologizing unnecessarily is also something that is downplaying your own confidence and it's words it's apologizing and saying it because that's what you're used to and it does take some time to quit saying these things again I do the exact same thing and I write something like I'm sorry and then I go and erase it and remove it and I instead will say something like Thank you for your patience. If I have delayed a response for something, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I say, thank you for your patience. Because unless I really am missing the mark on something, like let's say I missed a deadline for something at one of my jobs, that is when you can apologize. When there's actually something that you missed or you did incorrectly, you can consider, do I need to apologize for this? Am I sorry for this? okay, yes, I am. I I need to say those words and it's okay. I don't want you to take it out of your vocabulary or out of your dictionary where you can't use these words or these phrases. But again, having that self-awareness, knowing when and where to utilize those different things. When you are going to type that next email, you are sending that message, whether it be over something like Slack or whatever kind of email communication or instant message uh, communication your team or your company or whoever it is has, be a little bit more aware and advocate for yourself in these ways. Because if you start speaking more confidently, let's say you want to be more confident and you want to assert yourself more because you want to be seen as a leader in the workplace. You want to be seen as someone who has potential for growth. These words that we say to ourselves about ourselves and how we're actually communicating make such a difference. And once you start making that effort, you will quickly realize how other people are doing this as well. And you can then mentor and guide them as well and say, hey, there's nothing to apologize for here. Or, hey, 
when you're responding to an email like this, next time I would erase these things because when you are saying a phrase like, sorry to bother you, something like that, it's downplaying the importance and they'll get back to you when they can. They'll read it at their own convenience unless you say, this is urgent, you need to read it right now, which sometimes that's the case. You know, they're gonna know when to go read that and instead of apologizing for being there or even if it's in person, knocking on your boss's door, sorry to interrupt, are you truly sorry? Are you are you not sorry, but you're wanting to say it because that feels like the courteous thing to do when you're knocking on your boss's door? Having that understanding, if you feel like it's awkward to do that without apologizing, say, hey, do you want me to knock on your door before I enter? And if so, can you give me like a finger up? Because in podcast world, you can't see what I'm doing. But like holding up your finger saying one more minute, then I'll know to uh, come back at another time or send you a message. But if I come in and you wave me in, then I'll know that I have full ability to come in and speak with you. Having that awareness of saying, what's this relationship like? Should I anticipate certain times of your schedule when you're really busy and I should not bother you. Something that some of us did when I worked at a tech company where we had very open seating and I didn't have a cubicle that blocked me off from people and the ability to really just tune into my work and get stuff done be a little bit more heads down. We would put on our headphones and even if we weren't listening to anything that was a sign that said, do not interrupt. Instead of trying to put up a sign or something, because that felt kind of awkward, we said, if our headphones are on, that means don't tap on my shoulder, don't interrupt me, unless it's an emergency, of course. And then we would do it where we would send a a Slack message instead or an email saying, hey, when you have a moment, Here's something that I need to talk to you about before I forget. So I'm going to type it here and then respond to me or come talk to me when you can. So setting up boundaries like that is certainly helpful, especially if you're a little bit more timid and you're not sure when you can go up to talk to someone. So you frequently use that word. Clarify. When is a good time to typically ask you questions? Is there ever a time where I have bothered you? when asking a question. And if the answer is no, then take that phrase, sorry to bother you, out of your common phrases that you're using when approaching someone for whatever it is that you need. I know there's plenty more that we could be talking about as well. And as you're thinking through this episode, or if you think of anything specific, I'd love to share it over on Instagram. So send me a message saying that you listened to episode 81 and a common word or phrase you use is blank. I would love to share those out to my stories. And if you want, I would uh, tag you. And if not, I would leave you, of course, anonymous out of respect. But I would love to share more of this because the words we use are so important. And awareness is so big, right? We talk about maybe you've done a public speaking class or something like that where you can't say the word like, you know, or um. And 
I really struggle with, especially the word. And I've realized I also say, you know, pretty frequently as I go to edit my episodes and certain training videos that I've created, I also use the phrase, and again, and again, (laughs) and I'm like, why do I, why do I always say these things? So it's that awareness because had I not been going back and editing hours and hours of videos of me speaking, I wouldn't be as aware of how I am saying what I'm saying and the words that I'm using. So I am just as much a work in progress as you are. And I would love to share more of the words and phrases that you use so that I can help others be aware as well. And again, (laughs) there I go. It's important to start making progress and not beat yourself up over it. It's important to have the awareness, start making progress, giving yourself grace to make changes for improvement. And if that's what you want is to be a leader within the workplace and be seen as that or take that one next step of confidence the words you use and the words that you use about yourself to describe yourself and different things that you're going through they are important and that is a great next step to whatever it is that you're looking for in your career or even outside of the workplace I can't believe that it is March. Like, how is it already getting close to the middle of March? It is crazy. I feel like some months or weeks go by so slow and others go by in the blink of an eye. What makes that such a difference? I don't always know, I guess. But things have definitely been busy over here and that's probably why time feels like it is flying by because I am really getting all of the small kinks figured out for my corporate program and starting to share that out with more people, which again I've shared is way out of my comfort zone, but so many things are right outside of our comfort zone. What keeps me going is the fact that There isn't anything else out there that I have seen where it can be easily implemented for any type of company that wants to have access to this program. Typically, companies are providing specific ongoing development for their own companies. They hire that from within, so there are programs for that, but I haven't seen anything quite like what I offer which is of course nerve-wracking and also really exciting because of the fact that there is a huge potential but like many things that if you aren't very familiar with it why would you join it so that is one thing that I'm working through right now is uh, sometimes my own confidence in something that is maybe a little bit different and foreign to companies who haven't thought about soft skill development in the way that I am approaching it. And if they want more support, that's where they can come and listen to more of these episodes. So it's been really great to connect with more women who share how helpful a certain episode has been or several different episodes have been. And if that has been 
the case for you. I would love to hear about it. This is something I do on my free time. I don't currently get paid for it. My goal is to change that with some great sponsors coming up. But in the meantime, I do this because I truly want to help. That's always going to be my goal for the podcast is to help. And honestly, if I start having some sponsors, it's because I need some help with editing and doing the things that I don't necessarily have to do. The content is what I love. The interviews are what I love. What I don't love as much is the editing and part of that marketing piece of getting it out there to more people. So I would love to have some opportunity to hire that out. And that is what you can do to help me is be a sponsor over on Patreon in either one of the tiers that I offer. If you join at that second tier, you're going to get so much additional coaching. And I hope to see you either in the free Facebook community or over on Patreon where you'll get access to a community that will have even more of a focus of behind the scenes and more content, more training, more access to me on the regular. Again, thanks so much for your support. I truly appreciate you tuning in each week. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already so you get notifications each week when I release a new episode. All right, until next week, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it, and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.